0: have any of the injury things for you with the late check-in here, but um, I'm proud of the guys that, uh, obviously, that pushed themselves through uh, the, the nicks and bruises and sprains and everything else that, that we had. Uh, we were down to three wide receivers. Our secondary was, you know, we were missing a couple guys there, and, uh, you know, they just, everybody pushed through and made it work, so very proud of that. Uh, for our guys. Very proud of Sky Moore uh, for the ability to catch the punt and then make the return that he did really put us in a great position. And then for Bucker, I mean, uh, who's had this high ankle sprain that just bugged the heck out of him for a good part of this season. And um, I mean, he's changed his kickoffs, he's changed the way he approaches the ball and so on. And for him to step up and just crank that thing, I mean, at the end of the game for the game winner was was really special. So, for him, he's been a great player for us, and he had a couple of hiccups this year, but just came through in the clutch there. So, and I can, I mean, I can go through all the, all the players. I mean, Pat and Trav and all these guys that uh, stepped up and played. Uh, Chris Jones and had a had a unbelievable game i mean unbelievable game and frank clark his energy and the way he played was great and uh each guy did did his thing that young secondary that we've been kind of just bringing along david's done a nice job with that bringing these guys along and uh, for them to have the plays that they made with the interceptions uh, i thought was was a real tribute to the coaches and the players there. So um great game plans by the coordinators uh all three phases stepped up. So and here we get to have the opportunity to play a, a great team in in, in the Eagles uh, in the Super Bowl and it should be should be really something. I mean that's a should be a great venue and uh uh two good football teams playing each other. You don't get to this point unless you you're you're a good team. So Proud of our guys, proud of the organization for the job that everybody did. And um, here we sit. So with that, time's yours. Go first to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, to Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. I hope you had a good cheeseburger last night before you went to sleep. You bet. You bet, Herbie. <laughs> Two questions here for you. Understanding that he will have to go through the concussion pr- protocol, but what, what is your concern level with luxurious needs availability this weekend, hopefully for the Super Bowl? I'll have a second one. Yeah, we'll just, we'll see how he does here um, today. I, I see where he's at. But, uh, I don't want to make any predictions either way, but listen, that kid has done a great job for us. Uh, and uh, he, he was, he was going to obviously cover number one most of the day. And as he's done the last few games, just the primary receiver. So, um, but he, you know, if he can be back, he'll be back. If, if not, then uh, then he's not. Then we have to go a different direction. So. And the second question, Coach, you're a man who appreciates the history of the NFL and everything about it. But, you know, this Super Bowl, you're going to have two starting black quarterbacks, obviously, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. What is the significance of that to you, especially since you've had Donovan McNabb as well? Yeah, well, listen, I, I think the, the biggest thing is they're really good. And, um, I, I, think that, uh, is a tribute to the kids, um, is, yeah, I mean, that's unique. It is, it is unique. I don't ever look at it that way. I, I just, I, I, look at, I don't really care what, what color you are. You, you know, you, you, are a good player, which at that position takes a tremendous amount of time and effort. Um, I can really appreciate that. And. I, I've never been one that really looked at the color part of it. Um, uh, where I grew up, we had everybody. <laughs> everybody was a part of part of the equation. And that's uh, someday. I hope that's the way it all works. And uh, you, 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 as we go on, you'll never have to be asked a question like this again. And I'm, you know, I, I understand why you're asking it for Herbie, Absolutely. But um, you know, it's a, it's a tribute to the kids. though. I mean, they're, both of them are phenomenal players, and I'm I'm happy for for both of them. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy! Uh, congratulations on last night. By the way, um, yeah. You, you touched a little bit on this after the game last night, but we want to ask you a little more about your rookie, your group of rookies. Um, did you you feel like you got more out of that group than maybe you thought you would when the season started? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, you know, I I remember talking to the guys about um, Bill Walsh and when he had that group of rookies in the secondary, the Ronnie Lott group, and um, they were all rookies and they ended up going to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, it seems like a long time ago that I mentioned that to the guys and uh, to our coaches, at least. And, and um, I mean, here we sit. So, uh, I, obviously, there was – Uh, There was a concern, but there was an optimism there, too, that it can be done. And uh, then the kids, just their work ethic. They showed us this in training camp. They showed it all the way through the season. They weren't, if they got beat, they came back and fought back to, I mean, you look at Williams. uh, I mean, the PIs that he had early that uh, put us in a bad position. All of a sudden, he comes up with an interception in the championship game uh, with a de- deflection from cook. I mean, I mean, uh, it's, it's crazy how those things work, but the, the kids stepped up, they didn't lose their confidence. David's done a great job with them and real tribute to them. So I, I was optimistic, but you don't know how that journey is going to go, but here we sit and there. They, they sure did a nice job. Yeah. Okay. Um, I asked this next question, understanding you still have another game to go here, so uh, don't misunderstand that part of it, but put in, uh, perspective if you could what you guys have achieved this year given you know you've got a quarterback on a big contract now and you traded Tyreek Hill and and there's all these rookies you've been playing particularly on defense like we talked about what can you put in perspective what what kind of achievement maybe this was yeah so I I would start with Brett Veach and uh the way that he and his guys have gone about uh putting this thing together for, for the coaches, um, given the coaches an opportunity to coach good players. Um, it includes everybody. I mean, it includes, uh, Mark, it includes Clark. I mean, that they're all part of that, given us the opportunity to do what we're, what, what Brett can do, uh, by bringing these guys in. So, but his process, the process that he goes through, uh, you guys have gotten to know him now. I mean, the process that he goes through, he's relentless, He's committed, he's got a great eye for talent. Um, He's fearless when it comes into trades and drafts and all those things. I mean, it's just, uh, it's been fun for me to watch and watch him grow, so. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey coach, appreciate the time here. I know you kind of touched on this yesterday, but wanted to get you again on it. There was a lot of trash talk between both teams, but specifically to the Cincinnati mayor. I know you've been coaching for a long time. A lot of weird stuff gets said. Have you ever seen anything like that? And how motivating do you think that specific part, the mayor of Cincinnati was, to getting your team ready to go? Well, listen, everybody, they're excited. I mean, they were excited to have their team there. So everybody jumped in on it, and the mayor was part of it. And hey, it's a tribute to to him for being uh, so excited to you know, have this football team. But at the same time, you probably don't. Uh, You probably don't want that. I'm sure Zach probably didn't want that out there. And, uh, uh, but listen, it, it happened. Uh, Our guys, obviously, Kelsey noticed it uh, being from there. So, um, you know, he threw out a little rock on him and, and that's what uh, that, so obviously they heard it. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, congratulations! Uh, you've done this a, a few times now in the past. I know that that you like to to really almost treat this week as the game plan week. Uh, will that be the, the case again? And and why do you feel like that strategy has worked for you in in the past? Yeah, Pete. So uh, we will, um, and I think it's important. I think it's before you get down to Arizona with the distractions uh, and the different events that go on. You'd like to at least have the base part in where where you've got a good foundation of the game plan. If you have to tweak it here or there, you can do that. But you're you really, while it's relatively calm here and normal, then let's get it done. I mean, it's really that simple. Let's go next to Dave Skritta. Go, ahead, Dave. Good morning, I guess afternoon. By this point, Andy, um, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be asked about Philadelphia a hundred times probably in the next two weeks. I didn't realize that you'd actually won the last six matchups, three with Philadelphia and three with Kansas City, which is kind of odd. Do you like this, knowing that you can't pick who you're facing? Do you like the idea of playing Philadelphia? And uh, does it make it harder or more difficult or more time-consuming away from the field, knowing that you're going to be facing Philadelphia? Yeah, I think when, Dave, when you really cut to the chase on it, they're a really good football team. And so I think that's where the energy goes, because uh, really when, it, when it's kickoff, it's, you're playing that team. I mean, it's, uh, it's the players that you're, you're going against and, uh, and the coaches. And so the, the uniform, the you know, that all that, it's not the, that that's not where your mind's at. Your mind's at making sure you have a solid game plan. And that you you come out and you you can perform i mean that's uh to the best of our ability and that that's i think where the major focus goes and you 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 try to it doesn't matter who you're playing it you blank you try to blank out all the, the hype that goes with the game it's a it's pretty pretty big game uh for everybody you guys included it's a big big deal man i mean it's the super bowl so uh, but you try to blank that blank that out and make sure that you're, you're you're getting the game plan. What really matters together, you know. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey,
1: Andy. Um, a couple things here, real quick. But just having coached Jason and and Travis, um, I mean, we we can see their personalities a little bit on the podcast. But what stands out to them, maybe that's similar, and maybe that what what's different about those guys?
0: Yeah. So um Travis is the little brother and and uh I think big brother probably protected him so Travis could do some crazy things and um you know he probably talked him from jumping off a ladder into the the raked up leaves once or twice you know so um he uh, uh but listen they're they're both at heart very competitive and compassionate i, I think is uh, the biggest thing they they care and they care about people and they care about their game, their trade, um, and their podcast, it it looks like it's unbelievable. I mean, they've they've got a good mesh there and a good relationship between the two of them. I think Travis has grown up a lot. I think uh, Jason came in probably more mature, uh, big brother, and Travis was a little more immature, but he's really grown and a, a good person, man.
1: Thanks, Andy, and then wanted to ask you about um, Chris Jones' game last night as well. You touched on it briefly in your opening statement, but just what kind of impact did, did you see when you rewatched the game that he had on the game?
0: Yeah, uh, huge impact. Um, uh, he was he was relentless and um, and he did it against the run and he did it against the pass and. Uh, just playing, I mean, he's done this all year. I mean, he's just played tremendous football all year. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin.
1: Uh, And and Brad, I'll have a follow-up. Coach, the decision to punt in the uh, fourth quarter, so many different things that went into that, right? Like the last time you played Cincinnati, you punted, you didn't get the ball back. Uh, The the receivers, I think at one time, your three wideouts were Marcus Kemp, Jody Fortson, and Noah Gray uh, you know, two tight ends, uh, slotted out. So you've got personnel issues, like how much, and it, and you've got to do it all in one play, right. In one, one shot clock. Sure. How, how many of those things are going through your, how many of those things do you actually have a chance to kind of consume
0: and, and go through when you make that decision to go ahead and punt the ball? Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you go through that. I mean, you have to, um, and then you, you go off your, your gut feeling. I mean, you're right at that area where, um, you know, some would say go for it, some would say uh kick it. I, I thought our defense was playing well enough, uh, where we we, we surely could uh, punt the ball and and with probably minimal seconds uh or time on the clock get, get the ball back. So but we we've been able to do some good things with limited time. Uh so you have that in the back of your mind. And as far as the players go, um we you Know we trusted the guys that were in there, they did a marvelous job for us. So, uh, um, I'm proud of you know, proud of them and the, the coaches for <clears throat> at least having all these guys knowing the plays when they they always don't get uh the, that amount of reps, especially at different positions there. So,
1: uh, and I know you listen, you got a coach from uh, I'm assuming and not having never been a coach, but somewhat of a, a- an assumption of success for each guy, right? That each guy is going to be able to get it done. Uh, I asked this of Dave, uh, you know, when uh, Sky Moore and you know when they were having the problems with the with the the holds on the kicks. Is there ever a time that he's had to, you know, go to you and say, "Hey, the guy can't do it," whether it's his kicker or his returner or something like that, or, or Woody? I guess was my question, and he said, "Yeah, that, that's that's my job to do it." And then he kind of reflected on his own and said, "But I've I've never had to do it." Have you ever had a moment, like, was there a time where you're like, whether it was Sky going back there and you mentioned he he got it done uh, or, you know, any, any other situation where it's like, I don't know if Tommy can get this. You've, ha- you've just checked off in your mind. The guy can't do it. Or as a coach, do you always have to assume they're going to get it done?
0: No, that's a great question. Um, there, there's a time and a place where uh, you go through training camp and you watch the guys return these punts. Every day you watch them before practice return these punts. And you go, man, this kid has a lot of talent. He just hasn't done it a lot. And, and then if, they, if there's failure mixed in with that, you hope you can take a step back to take two steps forward. And that's kind of where we were with Sky. We just felt like, listen, if he can just get back and, and maybe have some success doing other things as a receiver, that um, maybe we can come back to this and his confidence level will be up and, um, and, and we go. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's what happened. And uh, with this and with the injuries that took place, here he is and, and a clutch time and came up with a clutch play I mean, that between that and Bucker's kick, I mean, you you know, arguably two of the uh, really redemption stories that, that you, you guys get into. And as coaches, we, we, we appreciate, you know, so it's, it's um it was quite a deal to watch we've got time for a couple more we'll go Vaje and then matt go ahead Vahe. hey andy congratulations and brad i'll have a follow-up too um hey andy one thing with uh with the eagles I, I i remember speaking with you and clark a little bit about this once that i i think there's a sense of a mutual agreement almost at the end of your tenure there and that you actually encouraged jeff lurie to say look we need to make a change can you just elaborate on that a little bit, and then I'll have the follow-up. Yeah, so I, I think we both uh, – uh, listen, it was 14 years. So <clears throat> that's a long time to be someplace, and there were 14 great years. I mean, I loved every minute of it. It was uh, – Jeffrey Lurie is a phenomenal owner and did a, did a great job for me, my family, everything. So uh, – but it got to that point. They, they needed – I thought it would be good – I, and Jeffrey felt this way, that it'd be good for them and good for, uh, for me. And, um, I appreciated his feeling on that. And we left, uh, with a ton of respect for each other. I mean, I, I think he does a heck of a job and, uh, Howie Roseman was also part of that. So he, he was involved And and, uh, I'm, I'm so happy for him. I don't think he gets near enough credit for, uh, what he's been able to do with that team. So and replenishing so it's uh i love philadelphia love the city i've been blessed blessed to be in three phenomenal places in the nfl and and i'm I'm loving every minute in kansas city and and the follow-up andy so when you came here you, you were going to bring i think this is right david cully with you so you already had a receivers coach which meant a tough talk with nick sirianni but nick has always referred to that as something that was important to him can you just tell us about that a little bit and 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 how that went and what that was like for you. Yeah. You know, when I came here, I was told Nick Sirianni is a that this guy is really a special coach, really, really a good football coach. Ted Cruz was his biggest, biggest fan at that time. And, and just said, this guy is really, really good. And, uh, but I had David, David was my assistant head coach and, uh, he'd been with me for 14 years. And so, um he was coming with me and and I had to I had to make that that determination to keep Nick or not and and I knew he being as good as he was with the reputation he had I knew he was gonna get something and and so uh it's worked out great for him we'll last to Matt McMullen Good Matt hey coach uh, you touched on this a bit late last night but I'm just curious what you thought of the crowd yesterday and how they helped you guys get the victory I'll tell you what, Matt, they were unbelievable. That, that crowd was loud, loud. You could feel the, feel the energy. And then listen, for, for them to stick around afterwards, nobody left. It was, it was crazy how many people were there. I mean, I, I just kind of took it in for a second, just looking around and, uh, I mean, it was a packed house and, uh, we, we love playing here. We appreciated the support. They do matter. Um, I, I know other people use the 12th man thing, but uh, this uh, they when they crank it up, man, it's tough on these quarterbacks and uh, and the offensive line with the procedure penalty and so on. So it's uh, again, it's a great tribute to our our fans. The sea of red is something special.